Hello, and welcome to the Dynamics 365 Fast Track Architect Insight Series. My name is Dean Hardy, and I'm a solution architect on the Dynamics Fast Track team. In this session today, we're going to cover adoption of the Dynamics 365 Field Service mobile application and how you, as partners, can assist your field service customers to transition successfully from the legacy mobile app. We'll review the field service mobile adoption playbook together, and rather than discussing each slide in detail, the focus for this session will be on how you can use it as a resource to work with your customers, informing them of the situation and suggesting best practices on how to transition successfully. So here's the situation. <clears throat> uh, we made the initial deprecation announcement back in 2020. And we've been communicating and sending out uh, additional communications to customers for more than a year now. And even though we'd like to think that all existing field service customers are informed of the situation, we know that we do need to rely on other groups, such as you or partners, to work with your customers to ensure that they are aware and are planning for a smooth transition. As of this past June, all new customers that are deploying field service have been, um, have been uh, required to deploy the new Dynamics 365 mobile app. And then by June of 2022, less than a year from now, the legacy app will be retired which means it will be removed from the app stores and the licenses will be uh, removed and it will no longer be supported by Microsoft. So we want you as partners to use this playbook to present this information to your field service customers, helping them to understand the benefits, develop their strategy and ensure they transition to the new app successfully. The layout of the playbook includes four chapters, introduction, features, adoption, and resources. In this session today, we're primarily gonna focus on the introduction and adoption chapters. Okay, so what's new and different in the field service mobile? Now to highlight some of the key features, the app is built on the unified interface, enabling logic reuse across both web and mobile. It also includes robust offline capabilities, remote assist, inspections, time entries, and IoT, just to name a few. Why transition to the new field service mobile app? Well, the primary benefits we think are unified configuration and development platform, uh, the model-driven app on the Power Platform using the, the Power App Player. It includes the features we're used to in the legacy app, but now on a platform that Microsoft can innovate on to bring valuable new features over time. On this slide, what we're really emphasizing is the fact that the Dynamics 365 mobile app uses the same user interface 
as the Dynamics browser client, right? Allowing customers to reuse components across clients and leverage the future investments that Microsoft is, is making. So currently, the D365 mobile app is available for both iOS and Android. And we have the Windows version in preview as we speak. And hopefully it should be made generally available by early 2022. Okay, so some of the key features of the Dynamics 365 mobile app. So it's designed first and foremost for the field service technician, as you would expect. It's a new modern interface and rich capabilities built on the model-driven uh, app and power platform. The unified development uh, experience between mobile and web. Robust offline support with advanced data filtering capabilities. Um, Built-in uh, app management through Intune. Native mobile capabilities such as push notifications, and then some other additional rich service features such as inspected inspections, one-click navigation, technician location, sharing, and, and more. It's also deeply integrated with the rest of the Dynamics platform like Remote Assist, Paro Virtual Agent, etc. And it's included with the field service and the Dynamics field service license. The default offline, our default offline first strategy allows for consistent data access regardless of network capabilities. I encourage you to, to learn more about that and we'll, we'll talk a little bit further about it in, in this uh, session. Multiple customizable views for text to see their bookings. The combo form allows the user to see and update both work order and booking fields on the same form without having to switch back and forth between the two. We have barcode scanning with the device camera. We have the ability to capture quick notes, including speech to text, audio, video, and, and photos. One-click driving directions and recommendations for address entry. We have the PCF control for technician reporting. We can generate reports while offline. Um, we have a re report preview with signature capture to allow the, the technician to present the report on the mobile device, capture the signature from the customer right on the screen, uh, and save the report to the timeline. The app comes with some default push notifications with the ability to create custom ones as needed. The technician locator feature uses the device GPS to provide real-time location, enabling multiple scenarios, including geofencing.
built-in <clears throat> excuse me built-in access to the remote assist app connecting field service techs to the remote experts robust inspection creation and completion capabilities time off reporting and time entries Extensive configuration and customization capabilities using the familiar maker experience in the Power Platform. It's administered using the Power Platform Admin Center, so familiar to, to most all um, of you guys. Now let's talk about the important uh, aspect that we wanted to cover today. And that's uh, the, the topic of the transition planning for your customers. So where do we start? Um, the, the Dynamics 365 Field Service mobile app should already exist in your customers' environments by this point, right? So you can start really in a lower environment or a separate sandbox with production-like data. You, know, you have a lot of choices, but you can start by enabling the default app for a small group of subject matter experts, maybe some of their technicians or some of their project resources, so that they can begin to become familiar with the default app, its navigation and default configurations right, as a starting point. This slide talks about adoption for newer existing customers. What we're really focused on today really is the migration or the transition of existing customers. Right, so a couple things I'd like to point out. Essentially, the Dynamics 365 app can be deployed to as few as a single user, even in a production environment, if you choose to start with that. You know, even while that same user is still using the legacy app. Both apps can exist on the mobile device at the same time. They can be testing the uh, or, or um, exploring the, the, the D365 field service app while they're still required to, to complete their work with the uh, legacy mobile app. In other words, the transition process doesn't have to be a big bang cutover. Now, this allows your customers to really choose a transition plan that works best for them. However, you know, we don't want to diminish the fact that, um, that you know, the, these initiatives, these transition initiatives really should be approached with the same type of formality of really any new deployment project. For example, right, customers should you know, formally authorize the project, you know, make sure they assign the adequate resources, define the project plan with timelines and milestones, take a full inventory of their unique configurations and customizations that exist in the legacy app, identify the gaps from the out-of-the-box D365 app, and then create a backlog defining all the work items you know, with estimates and levels of complexity. Plan for the proper amount of QA testing, unit testing, um, user acceptance testing, etc., develop training materials and delivery plans, uh, prepare uh, the help desk and support resources, and then document and execute the uh, cutover plan. 
So in other words, you know, all of the same types of, of activities that any good uh, project and, and deployment initiative encompasses should exist for this initiative, you know, especially now that uh, we're within a relatively short time frame between the, the final deprecation. So we want to make sure that the customers have a good plan and they can stick to it and make the transition successfully well before the deadline. So a couple uh, more things to point out. You know, one of the one of the considerations is whether whether to use the out of the box app module versus building your own custom application. So as you'll see by looking at the advantages and disadvantages on this slide, we strongly recommend that you use the out of the box app module in most all cases. Right? I mean, if if the customer has very extensive customizations. Um, it might be a consideration for starting from scratch, but we think that you'll find by uh, by leveraging a lot of the, the controls um, and logic that we have built into the out-of-the-box app, that you'll be much further ahead starting with that. When it comes to user provisioning, really you're going to follow the same steps used with any other model-driven app. You know, there are a few unique steps like uh, enabling the offline profiles, which is well documented here and in the, uh, the field service mobile documentation. The sitemap is also configured in the same way as you do with any other model-driven app, so that will be familiar to you. When it comes to enabling the or, or modifying the uh, offline profile, which really defines the sync filters for the data that will be stored offline for the users, we recommend that you start with the out-of-the-box offline profile. Right? It's uh, well thought out and uh, has the, the set of data that enables most of the common use, user scenarios for the technicians. Uh, while not overburdening the, the, the mobile devices with too much uh, offline data that affects the performance. Some best practices um, <clears throat> for using the offline first functionality. First of all, start by reviewing the documentation to understand what we mean by offline first. And then follow these best practices to build an optimized user experience. You know, as with the legacy app, the proper planning uh, for the offline synchronization really helps to result in a better user experience with better performance. And if we disregard that, we know from, from experience that um, the app can um, you know, have performance issues uh, and synchronization, uh, you know, uh, increased synchronization times. And so no difference here. You know, we really have to we want to follow the same due diligence that you did with the legacy app when planning for defining and building the, um, the synchronization filters and the offline profile for the D365 mobile app. The next thing we'd like to encourage you to do is to uh, assess the existing mobile implementation. That's the, the legacy app that your customers have today. 
right? So here on this slide, we're, we're providing a template for how you might think about taking inventory of the legacy app components that need to be reviewed when developing the backlog for the transition project. So you'll recognize the common component areas on the left column here, sitemap, forms, views, theming, custom HTML pages, form rules and commands, event handling, business logic, JavaScript, bridge components, etc. At the process of completing this inventory and creating uh, work items and backlog, uh, we think will be easier if you complete the documentation of the legacy app up front, you know, including all the modifications that already exist, and then do a, a thorough review of, of the existing app to make sure that everything's accounted for before you begin the build phase and, and uh, configuration, creating configurations and customizations in the D365 mobile app. And this is just a suggestion as a, as a thought to organize the, the work items uh, on the components by area in your backlog make it a little bit easier to, to maintain that organization and review with the customer and do the sprint planning. And, and this transition effort may also be a good time for the customers to really review their mobile device inventory, specs, and device management policies. Right? We know that ensuring consistency and adherence to minimum device specs always provides a better user experience and much easier supportability. So again, suggest to your customers that this project or this initiative may be a good time to really think about enrolling their mobile devices in a management app such as Microsoft Intune and making sure that, that all the devices that the mobile users have meet the minimum specs. A few other best practices to think about here. Um, our default forms come with custom-built controls. Make sure to leverage the default offline profile for optimal sync performance. And assigning the field service resource security role to the users will enable user access to the app and the appropriate permissions that they need. As mentioned before, it's easy to pilot the D365 mobile app right in production if necessary with key users for early feedback even while they are still using the legacy app. Help your customers uh, follow common best practices when planning for the app rollout. Right? Help them develop the plan. Um, Make sure they update their onboarding guides and train the users properly. Incremental rollout versus Big Bang, right? Each can have its pros and cons. The good news is that we have a lot of options, a lot of flexibility, as I mentioned earlier, when it comes to this. So make sure you explain that thoroughly to your customers. Work through it and pick the, the best uh, plan and, and uh, rollout strategy uh, that meets their needs.
Also ensure your customers are properly prepared to support the new app. With the D365 mobile app, they can follow the same guidelines for support as they do when supporting all of their other Dynamics apps. This shouldn't be a whole lot different. However, the support, the help desk personnel uh, really will need some training to make sure that they're um, up to speed because there are some nuances with uh, mobile users and mobile devices and um, it will be somewhat different in supporting this app than it was the legacy app. So help your customers ensure that they're properly prepared for support. And then lastly here, we've provided some convenient links back to relevant Microsoft Docs pages as you and your customers plan for the transition. It's a handy reference guide for you to, to have. We've also included some frequently asked questions in here in the playbook uh, and some additional ones in the field service mobile docs pages that you can find. And take some time when you're presenting this playbook to the customers to review these uh, with the customer uh, when you present the playbook and uh, you know, begin the, the planning process for the project. And that wraps up, wraps up the recorded session for today. If, you're, if you haven't already, uh, we encourage you to reach out to all of your field service customers. Present this playbook to them. The system is necessary to help them transition to the D365 field service mobile app well before the deadline next June. Take care. Thanks for your time. And make sure to reach out to your Fast Track Solution Architect contacts if you have if you or your customers have questions about this change thanks again